Hey, Kurt. Hey, David. How's it going? Oh, it's going. Well, uh, welcome back. Finally able to sit down and record. Yeah, I mean, it's been a while for both of us. Uh, So much has changed. What was the last thing we talked about? Was it The Shape of Water? Let me check. I feel like like that was eons ago. I know. It feels like it was. Um, But yeah, just everything... It was either that or Pacific Rim. I think it was Pacific Rim. Pacific Rim sounds right. Yeah, um, and since then I've seen uh, A Quiet Place, which was a decent movie. We'll talk about that later. But while uh, David looks some stuff up, uh, I just want to mention maybe yeah, not Pacific Rim. Yeah. Maybe not many of you know, but uh, as of 4:20, which is an ironic day to die, uh, somebody really big in the EDM music scene, who which I follow very closely. Avicii. That uh, does not surprise me. I enjoy EDM. It's good workout music. It's good driving music. I mean, roll down your windows. You're starting to blast stuff. And yeah, but Avicii, Avicii passed away unfortunately at the age of 28. Drug overdose. Probably, which a lot of people are really sad about. But I mean, he's the EDM scene is really known for GHB and ecstasy and stuff like that. So it's it can be hairy because you take any more than you need, it's death sentence. But his music was very influential for a lot of people. To be completely honest, you've probably heard the song Levels. If I listen to it, maybe. It came out in probably when I was in high school, so when you were still probably in college. You've, okay. I, I guarantee you, you probably would recognize it if you heard it. But You were probably still in high school when I was out of college. Yeah. I only had a two-year degree. Two year. Yeah. But, two-year uh, bachelor. He was a really influential uh, artist in the EDM scene and I'm saddened by his loss because he actually broke ground for a lot of new genres to come out especially uh, folk electronic which is what I'm really into right now and uh, the good die young but he leaves a lasting legacy and all they're talking about right now on the EDM radio station that I listen to all the time is they're playing his music nonstop for the next for the whole weekend and taking requests like hey guys uh, uh, call us share your memories all these people are talking about how um i just got out of a bad breakup and his music made me feel good i just left the i just got uh uh, my uh papers from the army saying that i've served my term his music brought me up Um, there's a lot of like heartfelt stories that this artist did and it's 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 strange to think how much uh even sometimes unknown of artists impact people's lives and, but yeah, let's talk about other stuff that's more uplifting, like um, One Thousand Action Comic. Yeah, uh, Action Comics issue One Thousand came out on Wednesday of this week. Um, it is a nice celebration of Superman, and he's looking pretty good for eighty years, right? I think. Uh, <coughs> Sorry, that was like a burp sneeze. That was weird. Oh, that was weird. That felt bad coming out. But yeah, the thing is, is in that it's pretty much just a a scramble of uh, short stories talking about Superman in different eras, different art styles. It's it. It was a really interesting read. Yeah, it's a little bit thicker than I would normally go for, so it took me a little bit longer. I mean, for the eight dollar cover price, I'm glad. Yeah, exactly. Uh, But But I really liked. I really liked the introduction to it because they were talking about like Superman throughout the eras and you get to see him in his su- different suits yeah fighting different, different versions, versions of it different like some Elseworld like, versions like Kingdom Come and, and the Dark Knight and 
And then you get to see him fighting in the 30s, fighting in World War II. Because, I mean, that's why he was designed in the World War II, was to give us, like, in the 30s and the 20s, to give us hope of kind of like Captain America, but yeah. a little bit more better selling than Captain America. 1938, by the way. 38, wow. 80th anniversary, 80th birthday. But no, it's just a it's a wonderful like retrospective at Superman. Mm-hmm. And yeah. The the first story in it is one by uh, Dan Jurgens and uh, well Dan Jurgens did both the uh, uh, script and then the artist on it as well. Uh, Jurgens has a long history of working on Superman since the late '80s, so he's probably one of the definitive writers on Superman. That is an interesting beer. Is that fruity? Which one? We did it? Yeah, we did it. It's a nice amber. Nice it's uh, amber, but it's got like a nice fruity taste yeah. as well. Uh, but the first story in here, basically it's uh, Superman Day in Metropolis. Yeah. And it's a celebration of Superman. Clark doesn't want to be there. He doesn't well, yeah, because he it. wants to be humble. Nobody, As somebody who, <clears throat> humble quote, trying to say that I'm humble, but yeah. not really... When people get recognized and they're trying to be humble, it's I, I hate when I get recognition. Like yesterday, one of my bosses ran into my parents because they were buying a sofa at the the Swedish furniture place. And uh, I introduced my boss to my parents, and my boss was just like, oh, yeah, he's the hardest worker I have. He's uh, the best thing that I stole from the other department. He's a really good worker, and honestly... How come we don't take that about you? <laughs> Because the thing is, is, I come here to have fun. I go over there to make money. Okay. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, it's and I hate I hate getting bragged on. I hate it. Oh. That's like that's why I understand what Superman feels because he probably hates getting bragged on as well. Yeah, probably. But I think it's a I think it's a very sweet story because Clark is dealing with this. Someone's whistling really loud. Um. But there's this threat that we don't really see much of that Superman's like antsy about going and, and taking care of. But it, there's a great moment in it where uh, he finds out, oh, it's kind of already been done by the Justice League, because the Justice League are also fans of Superman. Yeah, I thought that was really sweet. I was just like, oh, that's awesome. And I feel like that's one of the few frames. I'm not sure if Super uh, Batman's smiling, but I feel like he is smiling. Well. See. And that's a rare thing to see. Let me see if I can find it. He's in here. No, no, he's down here. Right there. Kind of, eh. Maybe a smirk. Yeah, it's a little smirk. And uh, Lois had been on the phone with the Justice League the entire time. Mm -hmm. And uh, you find out it's because Batman kept trying to call her to get Superman to show up. Yeah. I just thought it was a really sweet first story in here. Um, and then it gets into uh, into the one where each page is this beautiful one-page piece of art. Any of these could be good posters going through the different ages of Superman. Mm-hmm. So you got one here with Vandal Savage and then an early, what well, looks to be a 1930s gang meetup. Yeah, and he even talks about not being able to... Uh, yeah, fly or yeah, heat no vision. heat vision, no X-ray vision, no flying. Probably a little so less self-control. Yeah, I, I, I just love these. 
each of these pages could be a poster. You could just they take could. that out and it would be a gorgeous piece of art. Uncle Sam and the Freedom Fighters. And they go through each Isn't era. Isn't Uncle Sam an actual character in the DC Universe? Yeah. Uh, that wasn't Uncle Sam. That was Sergeant Rock. I don't know why I said Uncle Sam. But that I feel like Uncle Rock. like that's such a weird thing to have Uncle Sam as a character. It's like he's powered by patriotic enthusiasm. And I'm like, well, okay. <laughs> yeah. Right. He's probably feeling pretty weak right now with our current government. Right. Superman more like more like comrade. <laughs> comrade <laughs> Uncle Sam. <laughs> Yeah, this is just the Return of Superman. You get Superman fighting Mongol, and he's in his black suit with Superboy and Steel. And, mm-hmm. oh, so, man. how did Steel get his powers? Because he's got that Superman S on there. Yeah, uh, he made his suit. And that's just it. Kind of. Uh, I don't so think he, he actually has any like super strength or anything. Oh, so it's like an Iron Man. Yeah, it's kind of. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, this is just it. Just nice. It's just nice. And I like how they have 80 candles on yeah. the birthday cake. They have 80 candles on his birthday cake, but if you'd actually try to put 80 candles on a birthday cake, you're starting a real big fire hazard. Right? That's a fucking bonfire. No joke. I like how they also just have these pinup pages in here. It literally just says pin With up. no ads. I mean, I, you should do more of this, DC. Like, no ads. But, I mean, I know that's how you pay for your comic books. Yeah. And what was the second story in here, or the third story in here by Marv Wolfman, Enemy Within? I'm spacing this one. Why am I spacing this one? It's only a three-page story. Do you remember this one? No, I actually only like read like one or two of the stories. Oh. I looked at the pictures, okay. though. Well, uh, there's a neat one in here from Jeff Johns and Richard Donner. Richard Donner directed Superman 1 and 2. Okay. Like the original? Yeah, yeah the Christopher Reeves. Okay. Um, he Mr. has a wheelchair. Uh, it's a, about the car. What car? The car that Superman picks up on oh. the cover of Action Comics number 1. Huh. And, and the car's in the repair shop. It's the guy that was driving it telling the story. Cool. It's a really, really sweet and gorgeously drawn um, this story was drawn by uh, Olivier Coipel, mm-hmm. who I've had the pleasure of hanging out with for a weekend down in Florida like 10 years ago. Really sweet guy. Yeah, it's nice seeing him. Yeah, he was uh, pretty much a Marvel guy, so I think this is actually some of his first DC work, and it is gorgeous. Absolutely nice. Then there's a little little story between Lex and Superman that's nice in here as well. Kind of talking about their history, like a, an encounter when they were pretty young. Um, then there's one in here. There's a great one from Tom King in here as well, but I'll let you guys read that one. That's a nice, I like it because a lot of them are like two to three pages. Yeah, it's nice little short stories. Yeah. Just honoring and respecting everything of the past 80 years of Superman. Uh, but there's one in here called Action Land from Paul Dini. Paul Dini was one of the main writers on Batman the Animated Series, uh, the creator of Harley Quinn. It has a, a nice, it's basically like a theme park for Superman. Um, 
But the, the last one in here, a story called uh, The Truth. Um, it's Brian Michael Bendis's first issue, or first DC work. He's been at Marvel since the since 2000, so 18 years at Marvel, and it's finally coming over to the distinguished competition. About time. Yeah, I'm I'm so looking forward to his run. That um, it starts out in this, and this goes into I think he has a spot in the DC Nation uh, issue coming out. That's a 25 cent comic. Um, but then that goes into his. Uh, Weekly miniseries for Man of Steel, mm-hmm. and then he is taking over both Action Comics and. You're getting a ton of texts. Yeah, it's the the Pokemon raid chat, raid chat. Oh, because that raid's about to happen, and it's five, four, three. It's just a just a magic card. Let's see what it is. It's it's hatching now. Oh, speaking of which, I just downloaded this because uh, it's a because. Uh, uh, David suggested that I get it. It's a Swablu. Oh, okay. Figured it was one of those. It was either a Magikarp, Swablu, or Whalmer. Hmm. It's a strong one, though. Yeah, we'll get that after this. Yeah. So, yeah, Superman's... He takes uh, the end of... Uh, the end of the book has Superman taking a sword to the, the chest and like blowing through his chest. So we'll see what comes next in uh, Man of Steel, a six-issue weekly series beginning May 30th. And I, I just like these Bendis is coming ads. That they, this is the only ad in the entire book, and it's an in-house ad, and it's the last page. Um, but they've been you watched, doing, you know, on the, on the back yeah, end, it's got the Krypton. I have not watched, watched it, but I've heard good things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's definitely a sci-fi original in the sense of, yeah, you can tell the sets are a little janky. CG. CG. Well, not not good CG, but still CG. Yeah. But uh, it's funny. Uh, they've been doing two-page spreads. Just two full pages, Bendis is coming. And it's just, like, all over your face and neck and chest. Yeah. Like, they're, they're so excited, excited for it. I'm so excited for it. Uh, we actually talked about it when it was announced, and I'm, I'm happy. So then uh, we'll skip over this one because we're going to talk about that later. Do you remember much about this comic? White Knight? I want to talk about White Knight once uh, it's done. Once it's done. Yeah. And then that one you also want to hold back. Well, we can, we can get our, our thoughts on it, I guess. As an arc? Yeah. I had a good time with it. It was really interesting until this last issue. Well, uh, he's, we're talk, the book we're talking about now, Dark Knight's Metal, finally ended a month ago. Mm-hmm. That's that part of my problem. It, I read this a month ago. Yeah. So, um, I, I, I enjoyed Metal all throughout. I, it was a metal was interesting ride. until the last issue, because the last issue, they just got... They got too much plot armor. They got too much literal armor that can kill the... Because it's fucking metal. Oh, yeah, it's metal. It's metal. It's It's fucking metal. Yes, yes, I understand that. But I feel like the thing is, is through the entire series, all these uh, alternate Batman are so hard to kill, and then all of a sudden they just get this upgrade of uh, 10th metal, or whatever it's called. 10th metal, and then they're just like fucking weaklings compared to them. And they're able to take down these other Batman, no problem. Yeah, Although the side-by-side fighting of Batman and Joker at the end was actually really cool. I love that moment. I, I do really enjoy it. So it ends in an unlikely team-up of 
Batman and, and Joker fighting the bat who laughs. Yeah. Um, so the bat who laughs and Batman are punching it out. And there's a, a great moment where um, uh, the Batman who laughs is just monologuing. And then all of a sudden, Batman's just like, fire the damn gun. And you see a finger, uh, a white finger. Well, you see it clicking, and you almost think it's the, uh, yeah, you think it's the bat who laughs, and it kind of, the speech balloons kind of lead you that way. Uh, Batman's just like, fire the damn gun, and all of a sudden the bat who laughs has a a bang, like a, like the prop yeah, the bang pole come out, and yeah, I wasn't talking to you, and all of a sudden it's a great shot of the Joker showing up. And who, who better to take down the Bat Who Laughs than the Joker? And Batman. And Batman. And I love uh, Joker's weapons. They're switchblade batarangs. Uh-huh. Yeah. I, this, this issue kind of knocked it out. And then the way that they killed Barbatos I thought was really dumb. They made him seem so all-powerful, and then all of a sudden he just literally has a chest burster kill him. Right there. Yeah. Yeah. Like... I thought, and the thing is, is I don't really explain what Barbatos is. Is he another Batman, or is he literally just a demon? He's the Bat God, pretty much. Yeah, but if he's a god, then why doesn't he have the ability to like just shrug that chest burster off? Oh, it's because they're using tenth metal. Yeah, but they look so cool in that metal. They do, right? Like they look awesome. But why does the Green Lantern need armor when his power comes from his ring? Because it's special armor. I don't know. It was awesome. And then the way that they end it pretty much like the source wall breaks. So we're going to be seeing apparently this kind of era or this storyline multiverse spillover, which will be cool. Which probably will eventually have repercussions in Doomsday Clock. I would assume so. I would assume so, yeah. Um, But it does have a nice epilogue of the Justice League uh, having dinner together. I, I love Wonder Woman's nice fancy clothes. My favorite is uh, Swamp Thing's fancy clothes. It's literally like a bow tie. Just a bow tie. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there's a, a lot coming from this that I'm really excited for. Um, and they're talking about all these new heroes that Metal created that DC has been uh, advertising in all their new books. Yep. And it's just a nice little peek at what's to come. There's about to be a, a run in Flash called Flash War. You, you see that right there. Um... But yeah, this actually kind of directly leads into uh, uh, Scott Snyder's new book. Uh, he's taking over Justice League, and it's going to be a series called No Justice, which it kind of, yeah, the last page kind of explains it all. Hmm. But beyond uh, metal, we've also, uh, we could talk about that. I do, do want to go, go in deeper on metal later. Uh, when maybe we, when the graphic when novel comes out, I, I would, would like, like to reread it as a whole. Yeah, just because it's been it started what October. Yeah, and it'll have all the other tie-ins all together in one graphic novel. Yeah. Hopefully, hopefully it would make sense. But I could see him splitting it into like three. Yeah, have like the uh, the one with the Teen Titans. I really wish hope that they make metal into some form of. Yeah, I hope I hope they I hope they do an animated feature. That would be fucking. That would be awesome. That would be great. 
But yeah, um, a quiet place. Yeah, yeah uh, so, so last weekend we went and saw a quiet place. Um, so, if you haven't seen it, spoilers, because we will be getting into it a little bit. Um, we should have said spoilers about the comic books, but whatever. There's another, we didn't really spoil much. Yeah, I mean, they've been out for a while. They've been out for a month. Um, but yeah, a quiet place is one of the most intense movies I think I've ever seen. From start to finish, I, that movie just kept growing in intensity. I liked that about the movie. Like, Now, don't get me wrong. I didn't say it's a great movie, but I'm not saying it's a bad movie either. On a scale from 1 to 10, that's like a 6 or 7. So it's good. It's not excellent. I really that The one thing that it did get me to do is uh, the, the suspense, just to, waiting for the monsters to pop out, and you're just like, it's, very, it's a very quiet movie, and then when the monster shows up, there's just a... Bah! Yeah. Like an inception. Well, it's. Uh, I love the fact that it's a quiet movie. It's almost a silent movie. Almost. Um, there's like I, I feel like there's about maybe ten lines through the entire oh, movie. Oh, probably. That, that would not surprise me. That's it. Um, even just the sound editing alone for this movie is so well done, and like one of the one of the children in the movie is deaf. And when it's from her perspective, there is no sound. Mm-hmm. You're hearing things from her perspective. And then you see the monster behind her that she's completely unaware of. Yeah. Because uh, she can't hear it. Um, and that ends up being a major plot point because John Krasinski's character is trying to find a way to make a good hearing aid to get her... The like the cochlear implant hearing aid. Um... And that ends up playing a huge part later on. Do you really think, like, the thing is, is it's one of those endings where they show that they kill one of the monsters, but there's three around them. There's more than three. There are hundreds coming. There's only showed two. No, there's a lot coming. I only saw two at the end. No, they show a lot of them coming. Oh, it's being swarmed. Oh, I thought I only saw the two. That's why I was like, yeah, they probably have survivable odds, but I guess it is no. a survivable odd. Yeah, the, the movie kind of leads it up to the viewer on how it ends, but it probably doesn't end well. They do find out its weakness, which is one thing that they kind of lead on. And at the beginning of the film, we see in John Krasinski's like, radio room, he has a board in it, says, uh, like, like, no, no weakness, weakness or need to find weakness. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it is a cool system, system that they have set up, but I'm, I'm kind of wondering why they didn't have... And then in the beginning, you get to see all those other farms around them light up their torches saying that, hey, we're still here. Yeah. Uh-huh. But you never interact with any other ones except for that old man who just screams. Yeah, yeah. After, after his, his wife, wife is killed. killed. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, it is kind of interesting, though, that... Like, my, my main, main problem, problem with the movie... Def angst? Def teenage angst? <laughs> no. <laughs> is, so, the problem the family encounters is Emily Blunt's character is pregnant and is having a baby. That's kind of my problem. I don't know who in a realistic setting would go through with the pregnancy. Well, I think the reason they do that is because that whole story is, oh, we lost a child, so we'll have to replace it. 
in a roundabout way. way. Yeah, yeah, I, I get, get that. that. But, but no, no one would do that. There's no way to get through childbirth without making any noise. Yeah, and, and I, I like the, the ideas that they had set up to to, to soundproof it, to crib and soundproof that room. But no one would do that. No one would. I, I, I don't, don't think, think anybody, anybody would go through, through with that. And, and another thing to consider, why, why did they soundproof the, the whole house? house honestly. Just soundproof the house. You have you access, access to everything, everything you need to soundproof it. Yeah, yeah so I mean, no, no one else is alive. alive. Nobody else is alive. All that audio phone. Yeah, yeah exactly. Just, just make that house as soundproof as possible. Audio phone on all the floors. And then why would they have speakers set up all around the property to... Like, like their, their main, main area gets instead of fireworks, which was, which was a cool scene, scene uh, they, they launch fireworks to distract the And the thing is, is they do give you a day-by-day day interaction, like, this is day 400 yeah. and something. I'm like, uh-huh. you've had, I mean, you can only go so far. So a year and a half. Yeah, a year and a half. I mean, you can only go so far out yeah. to get stuff. Yeah. Yeah. But at the same time, it's probably, you could still, like, drag mattresses from all the abandoned houses and whatnot. Yeah. Um, and, you and you can definitely tell throughout this whole movie that it seems like a, par- um, a uh, Cloverfield-esque. Yeah, because yeah, apparently it originally was planned to be a Cloverfield film, film which, which I can, can definitely see. see. That's, That's pretty, pretty apparent. apparent. But at, at least it would have been a Cloverfield film on the quality level of 10 Cloverfield Lane. Still haven't seen it. Oh, 10 Cloverfield Lane is awesome. awesome. Um, way, way better, better than Cloverfield Paradox. I only watched 10 minutes of Cloverfield Paradox before I got bored. No, I liked, I liked, I liked, I liked it. it. It's no it's no Speaking of Netflix originals, we were also going to talk about uh, Lost in Space. Yes. yes. Were, we were we done, done with, with a quiet, quiet, quiet I mean, I said what I wanted to say. Oh. Did you? I mean, you can still... Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, overall, I really, really enjoyed, enjoyed it. it. Um, Kurt and I are kind of different, different at this point. point. Well, I'm not saying that it's a bad movie. I'm still saying it's a seven. Or I, I, I would give it seven. I would give it an eight or nine. I thought it was that good. good. There's in the last few years, there's been very few movies that I've given eight or nines. Like Black Panther, I'd give definitely an eight, but not a nine. Okay, that's fair. The Last Jedi, definitely a ten. Always a ten. Okay. Cloud Atlas, total ten. Fuck out! Fuck out! You're done. You're done. But overall, I actually really enjoyed the ending. And on a smash cut, and then I just thought it was so well done. Your name, ten. Your name is a ten. I agree. But yeah, beyond that, real fast before we get into Lost in Space, I saw Super Troopers. 420 plays it. Yeah, yeah I, I went to a pre-screening pre- on Tuesday. And did they, it was awesome. awesome. In the second one, did they do the, the maple syrup chug again? No. Because that, oh, that scene makes my skin crawl. There are there are jokes that come back, back like, like uh, meow. meow. <laughs> um, there are uh, there's Is a good shenanigans. Shenanigans. Hey, what's hey, the what's, hey, what's, 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 what's the name of that restaurant you like so much? You mean shenanigans? Uh, uh, there's, there's, uh, uh, they walk, they walk into, into a restaurant, restaurant and, and, and Farber is just like, like oh, this, this place, place isn't, this place, place is no shenanigans. shenanigans. 
but the, 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 the plot, plot of it's, of it's, the plot of it's balls crazy. crazy. So, uh, there's, there's this, this Canadian, Canadian town. town. That's, that's right, right. It's a border, it's a border town. town. Mm-hmm. And apparently, the, they, they find the original border, border lines in this, this town, town is actually supposed to be part of America. America. Huh. So, so the, they, get they get hired back, back into, into the police, police force, force uh, to, to be like, like the... So they're, they're not active cops at the beginning. They are not active cops at the beginning. They get hired back to kind of be... They're, they're taking, taking over, over the mounties, mounties. So, so it's a passing, passing of the torch, torch type thing. Huh. And, then and then they, they start, start competing with the mounties, and, and uh, shenanigans, shenanigans happen um, between, between the two uh, now, now rivaling, rivaling fra- uh, police, police departments. You mean about say fraternities? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but but, but, but it's, 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 it's balls crazy. And Rob Lowe is in it. Rob, Rob Lowe is playing, playing the mayor, mayor of this town, town who huh. is an, an ex-hockey hockey player, player, but he also, also, also owns a brothel. And, and it's, 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 it's fucking nuts. nuts. I, 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 actually I actually think, think it's a it's better... better I, I, I think I, think I, I laughed more in it than I did in the first one. one. Then I'll probably have to go see it when it comes out on Netflix. Um, um, I think the first one's more quotable. Definitely. But this one I think is overall funny. Do they make any bulletproof... Drawing guards no. and jokes? No. no. That was a funny joke. I love um, that. Oh, why, why, why space is his name? name? Uh, the, uh, uh, the, the dark skin guy. guy. Uh, the, the Indian guy. Or Mexican, Mexican guy. guy. I can't uh, remember his name. The guy who chugs maple syrup. Yeah. Uh, he, starts he starts taking... taking uh, so they so find a bunch, bunch of drugs, drugs and one, one of them is an estrogen pill. pill. He starts <laughs> taking estrogen. <laughs> he's like, like addicted to these estrogen pills. It's, it's great. great. It's so, so good. good. Um, yeah, yeah that, those, those are my, are my two, two cents, cents on, on Super, super troopers. troopers. Sounds like a fun ride. Yeah, yeah. I'm making, I'm making my, my wife watch, watch the first one today. She hasn't seen it. So I'm making her watch it today. It's a good one. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, so, so yeah, yeah. Um, last, last week, week um, Netflix, Netflix dropped, dropped uh, Lost, Lost in Space, space. Uh, uh, ten, ten episode, episode uh, original, original series. series. I've you're, gotten you're, three episodes in. I am, I am seven. seven. Uh, where, where does, does, where does, where does yours end so, so I can try, try not to, to talk, talk past, past it? it. I, don't I don't know if I'll keep watching it though. I'm not like hooked. It, got, it took me a while to get even a, a glimmer of getting hooked. Really? really? A show that I recently saw on Netflix that got me hooked immediately that I really loved because it was so Blade, or Blade Rider-esque. And I still, I've recommended this to you. Altered Carbon is a great show. But Lost in Space, I like the setting. I like the concept. I just don't really care for the family. There's, there's not enough exploration. There's more family drama than I'd like. Kind of like it. That's the reason why I stopped watching... Um, uh, Walking Dead because yeah, it stopped being about the zombies is, is and it being about the zombies. The first season was. Walking, Walking Dead, Dead was never about the zombies. Whatever. Whatever. <laughs> we can agree to disagree. The name, the name of the show, of the show is, is not, not even about the zombies. zombies. They're dead walking. So are so the people, people that are still alive. alive. Yes. They're the Walking, walking Dead. dead. Yes, yes, I know. That's a joke. Even though it would be a dark one. But yeah, it's... It's an interesting show. I probably will force myself to watch it. Um, I'm kind of in love with it. It's, it's so, so good. good. I will agree. agree. I, I, it took me until about the third episode to really get into it. I really don't care for the villain. 
I don't, I don't really, really see her as, as a straight-up straight up villain. villain. She's, she's not really a villain. She's more of a, I'm out for myself and myself alone, but at the same time, you're on a goddamn new planet with very little survival skills. You don't take advantage of these motherfuckers. You try to help them if you want to survive. Yeah, no matter how bad she may be. And I'm, I'm, it's actually, it's actually she, she. So, so it's. it's uh, 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 why am I supposed Smith? The character, the character is Dr. Smith, Smith, who's played, played by a white, white guy, guy in the original, original movie and TV series. Which, which he's, he's in, it in it until she, she leaves him to die, die on the ship that's being attacked. attacked. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so she kind of takes the place of the Mr. Smith or Dr. Smith that you know and are familiar with. And is kind, kind of the, the she, she it, it, I guess she, I guess she would, would be considered an antagonist of this, but I think, I think it's, it's not, not about, about that. It's about the fact that the planet that they are on is on its way into a black hole. hole. I did not know that. So, so it, I, think I think what you, your complaints are now will eventually solve themselves out because I'm assuming she will learn of this and then it will become. To help, help them, them to survive. survive. Okay. okay, I mean, that, that makes it a little bit more now I'm kind of watching. But, but at the same time, I'm still trying to get through Super, super, super uh, Natural. Yeah. Yeah. I'm on the 11th season. I started Supernatural about a year ago. It's taken me this long to get this many seasons in. Gotcha. It's, it's, it's a, the first five seasons were fun. Oh, yeah. Now it's a labor. Now it's a labor. Like, okay, I've got some time. I guess I'll watch two episodes. The first five seasons Supernatural are the best. I have, I have really, really enjoyed this past, past two seasons, seasons quite, quite a bit. bit. Right now, I'm just, uh, I just got to the part of the darkness. Okay. okay. Darkness just got released. Yeah. yeah. So that's, that's, that's a little girl. That season's not the best. Season after is good. But yeah, with Lost in Space, I love that. I love the family. I really, really do. The robot as well. Robot so well, so well practical. practical. It's a, it's guy, a guy in costume. costume. I, I love, love that. that. I like that too. And the thing is, is when I first saw it, the first thing that came to my mind was, is that motherfucking Geth? Because I'm just like, I literally watched the show and I'm like, that is a Geth. Yeah. And, and, and I can't even think of it as anything else. I'm watching the show and I'm just like, Geth. 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 And if you, for those of you who don't know what Geth is, Mass Effect series has a artificial intelligence species in it called the Geth, one of the main antagonists of the first game. Legends, Legends my boy. <laughs> Legions, my boy. Couldn't get, get into Mass Effect. Really? I, I, got, I got about four, four hours, hours in, I was in the Citadel, Citadel and I'm just like, yeah, I don't care. Okay, so the best game ever to play is still Operative Time. Second runner-up is the Mass Effect trilogy. Okay, okay. Not the new one. Every the new one is poop. Um, I, I hear it's better, better now that there are now patches, patches in and fixed, fixed a lot of things. things. Yeah, yeah they, they stopped making patches. Like, they're like, this is the cutoff date. We know that it's a piece of shit. We're going to pretty much just abandon it. So I feel like Mass Effect as a series is dead. It should have died after the first three games, kind of like Halo should have. Um, well, I mean, Halo Reach was really good. Halo should have died when Bungie stopped making it. But it's a cash cow, and you you got to milk it. But, um, yeah, I would highly recommend if you truly like sci-fi. It's a great sci-fi opera. Yeah, I, I plan to eventually get back around to it. That game series, when I beat it, 
this is gonna make me sound like a total loser when I beat the game series. Shit. I just lost some of my best friends. <laughs> because the character development in there is so well done. Oh, for sure. And, um... Well, the second game... The first game is... It's a really good story. The gameplay kind of sucks. Second game, the gameplay is amazing. The story sucks. Um, third one is both gameplay and story are on point. But I hear the, I hear the ending, ending, the original, the original ending, ending to Mass Effect is a big metal finger. Yes, because the idea was is all your decisions that you make in the first game carry over into the second yeah, game, yeah. and all the decisions in the second game carry over to the third. And then none, none, of, it none of it matters at the end. Of it. Yeah. Yes, like we thought we were going to get so many different endings. There's only three endings. But at the same time, when you get the DLC explaining why it did, how it did that, the DLC, the DLC ending, it makes it a lot more easy to swallow. Yeah, yeah. I'll get back to that eventually, eventually, I'm sure. Download all the DLC for all of them. Yeah, yeah. It's The first game is hard to get through. The second game is fun to get through. The third game is a lot of fun. Okay, okay. But make sure you don't let anyone die, because that'll screw you over in the next two games. Okay, okay. Or in the last game. Don't... Don't do story missions until absolutely necessary. Do all the side missions first. Okay, okay. That way you can get your character built up so that he can deal with certain character aspects like making sure somebody doesn't die. Good to know. Good to know. Oh, all right. All right. We're, we're, we're just short of 40. We can go ahead and wrap it up. I don't have anything else to talk about. Um, we can talk about how uh, the original trivia... Trivia... Tri- oh, no, 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 I, I, I can't. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> okay, so uh, we have trivia at the bar that we worked at, and the poster that was made by us. <laughs> it looks like it's like a brown penis. It does, because the thing is, uh, it's supposed to be Obi Wan's back of his cloak, but the way that the silhouette's done, <laughs> it looks like the head of Dick. It does. It does. Yep. Yep. I can't talk about it. I'm not supposed to. to. I can. I mean, can I? No. It's not like like anyone anyone here actually actually listens listens to this. this. Some people 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 do. do. Some people do, yeah. A lot of our customers do. So they know know who we're talking about. about. Looking at you, Jason. When you listen to this, come in and look at our original trilogy. Trivia poster. Be like, yep, that looks like a brown dick. <laughs> it looks, yeah, like, it looks a, like a big brown cock, cock right <laughs> on that poster. Okay. 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 Well, I'm well, Kurt Steiner. I'm David, David West. West. Uh, find us, find on, Twitter us on Twitter at, at, at kind, of kind of Epic Show. Find, find me on Twitter, Twitter at, at David West. West. Don't follow me on Twitter. Don't follow you on Twitter. Don't follow me on Twitter. I don't use it. I downloaded it because I was told that when I was trying to get new jobs, that they're like, oh, it's a really good tool to get jobs. I'm like, it's a really good tool to get interviews for podcasts. Yeah, it's a really. I just I hate Twitter. When I first when Twitter first came out, my thoughts were this: this is the this is the perfect pla- po- posting forum for telling people how your daily excrement goes. Yeah, right, right. Oh, so so uh, just reminder. Just reminder uh, uh, sorry to everybody. When I promised a interview from Jin Yang from Silicon Valley, he stood us up. So that didn't happen. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, so, that, so that, that's, that's a, thing. a thing. We got, we stood, got up. stood up. Sorry about that, guys. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, sorry. It happens. It happens. I guess I, I shouldn't have said anything until I had it. it. But, uh, oops. oops. Anyways, Anyways um, next, next week we'll be talking, talking about, about uh, it's, finally it's finally that time. That time. 
Avengers, Avengers Infinity, Infinity War. War. Oh. That's the thing. I'm about to move into my apartment. I don't know if I'll have... Well, if I get everything I want done by Saturday evening, I'm going to go see it. Good, good. The problem is, is how do I get a seat? They're going to have plenty. plenty. They're going to have plenty of auditoriums. Yeah. All right. right. Well, Well, I can't can't wait to to dig into that. that. Um, Hopefully hopefully have a couple couple people joining us for that episode, episode too. too. Okay. Okay. Well, we'll talk about when we record it later. Um, but yeah, but yeah. Oh, look, look, we're almost, we're almost, we're almost there. there. I keep, I keep knocking, knocking out the power point comes to this timing thing. thing. I got, I got 20, 20 seconds. seconds. Sweet. Sweet. How much? Lo- how many lows would Rob Lowe rob, rob if Rob Lowe could rob lows? Was he, was shopping, he shopping at Lowe's as well? As well? Yes. yes. I saw I that. Saw that. <laughs> <laughs> Did, that Did that fill up 20 seconds? No, no not quite. quite. <laughs> we got, we got, we got <laughs> 10. Um... Say something. Say something. MCU, MCU trivia part, part two this Tuesday. Tuesday. They don't know they don't where, know where, where we, work. we work. That's it. That's it. Hey listeners, this is Micus, creator of the kind of epic theme song, Zombie Kids. If you're interested in finding out more about my music, you can check me out at micusmusic.com. Also, I am on iTunes, Facebook, and SoundCloud. You can look me up as Micus Music, and that's M-I-K-U-S, and you know the rest. Alright, peace out everyone. Keep listening.